At Speedway, we've always been here to get you what you need when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now, any Speedy Freeze up to Mighty Size is just 99 cents. The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted, no use, in part or full is to be used without written, express consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski, also known as Master G., the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody, to Sunday evening. Got a special guest. I won't say swinging Cynthia, but we'll say Cynthia here. Um, Going to help me out with tonight's show. Uh, hopefully, everybody's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Actually, I think that's going on, too. Started the 26th of December. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's uh, doing okay. Everybody got what they wanted for uh, Christmas. And maybe some of those, did you get your, oh, that'll be another topic show, Cynthia, coming up. Maybe you got your uh, boob enlargement or boob implants as a gift. Or maybe guys, well, actually, that would be for the women too, wouldn't it? A penis enlargement for your guy. That might be a I'm gift. I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, Cynthia, I'm all for that. Woohoo! No, anyways, um, we're going to be talking about can sex kill your relationship? Talking about if you're not having enough sex or maybe the sex just sucks. It's terrible. Do you think, you know, if the sex is even mediocre, maybe it's eh, it's good, but eh, no, what? There's no pizzazz, no freaking rope. Roll your eyes in back of the head sex. That's coming up. Uh, maybe that's not going on. It's sort of, eh, it's okay. Is that enough to keep the relationship going if everything else is good? What's your take? Ooh, Cynthia. Um, I have to say that relationships can become ruined if you're having the same sex, boring sex, every time you have sex. You have to do other things, um, bring other things into the bedroom. Um, bring other things. you got to elaborate on that. <laughs> bring what do you things. mean? You um, have I don't to. know. Let's bring in some toys. Um, I know last week it was that you talked about the porn. Yes. And that's not necessarily for everybody and neither are toys, but... Honestly, if I had to have the same boring sex every time I had sex, it'd be over. The relationship or the sex? <laughs> I think at some point the relationship yeah. begins to the the passion and the love and Ooh. the respect kind of starts to dwindle. Now, do you think if the, say, the emotional connection is not there, what happens if the emotional connection sort of outside the bedroom, countertops, whatever, if, say, the sex is phenomenal, but outside the sex realm, the relationship sucks. You're always arguing, fighting. Do you think the sex, great sex, is good enough to keep the relationship going, even if the relationship outside of the sexual realm, ooh, maybe is, I won't say completely sucks, but it's not that great. I think at some point you're going to have a lot of tension, no matter what. If you have a sucky relationship outside of the bedroom, 
there's no communication going on inside of the bedroom. I personally, I don't know that I could have a sexual relationship with somebody that I'm in a relationship with if you don't have that emotional connection and you're constantly fighting and feuding. So you're saying uh, two can't be separated now. That's what you're telling me. In my opinion. Great. I feel the same way. I think for me, and I'm a guy, right? And I love sex. Love it. Believe me. But I want the emotional connection as well. If And you've heard me say on numerous show people out there that if the emotional connection is not there for me, you know what? I don't care how hot she is. Um, you know, it's it's a huge turn on. I'll just say get the hell out in the morning. That's, you know, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But um, <laughs> No, actually, I think that it's almost abusive. Me? If you don't Ooh. have a good relationship oh. outside of the bedroom are you just allowing somebody to use you and abuse you to me i would feel like Ooh. i was being sexually abused really in what way what what if the sex was great and you both were satisfied by it would it would you be you'd be considered that you're just being used or are you saying would you always be on the hook because you're always feeling that maybe if to say you keep having sex, he or she, let's face it, men are in this situation too. It's not always the women that you're always hoping that that person is going to all of a sudden be more emotionally connected with you. That's why you keep putting out. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it, that you, you're looking for that connection. And at some point, you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to live your life um without that total fulfillment i think at some point most people not everybody but most people are gonna really start feeling neglect and start getting down on themselves and then you kind of just become comfortable Ooh, you think they're gonna start feeling cheap and everything and do you think that because of the emotional connection even though maybe that's lacking and say the sex is phenomenal it's like i said freaking Eyes rolling in the back of your head, toes curling, multiple orgasms. Well, for women, damn it, that sucks for us men. But um, (laughs) that's all great. But the emotional connection, I agree. I think once that cements, I think they go hand in hand. Uh, Nice choice of words, huh? That they, the sex is going to hinder down the road. Do you agree? Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. Very cool. Oh, everybody, I forgot. Please, give me a call at 586-212-4196. Again, 586-212-4196. I want to hear everybody out there. uh, Call in, ask us uh, some questions or give us some insights about your own sexual, um, you know, relationship. And if you, do you think, okay, here's a question too about, when a relationship, you're in a relationship, even when you first start having sex, you really like the person. You really like that person. Um, great person, funny, short, bald. Hey, wait, that's me. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, you know, got it going on. Still poor, but, you know, got some game. Anyways, say if the, if the sex is blah the first time, second time, but they're a great person. What do you do, Cynthia? What would you do? I want to hear a woman's perspective on this. And also, I want to hear some people, a live chat if you're on Spreaker. And like I said, you can give me a call as well, or give us a call, 586-212-4196. I want to hear your insights on this too. And I ask this question when I teach human sexuality. Um, Every class I teach this, would you stay or would you go and how important is sex to you? Now, getting back to the question, that person's nice. Say you're not married, Cynthia. Think about that. And, you know, guy's nice. Nice guy, funny, hilarious, intelligent. But the sex is sort of like, eh. What do you do? Do you try to train that person or? Okay, thanks for taking the words out of my mouth. I want to hear it. Go right ahead, Cynthia. 
I think you try to work on that with that person, but you also hope that that person's just as open as you about sex. Um, I don't know if I would consider it training, but to be open, communicate about what you like what you don't like and what you think they could do different. Um, mm-hmm. Ask what you can do different to make the sex better. What happens if they're, that's a great point. I am all for that. But what happens, say you go on and I know when you're new in a relationship, some people are shy, especially around the sexual realm, like baby slap my ass hard and squeeze my tits, you know, with your teeth. They might. I haven't uh, had that problem. Oh, she hasn't had that problem. But if, say, it's going on, and you know, you get more comfortable. Everybody knows as the relationship goes on. And what happens if you're thinking it's going to get better, and it doesn't? You you are able to communicate. And say it's been eh, five six months into the relationship. And you've been having sex, and you keep thinking it's going to get better. And you're open, and you talk with that person. But yet, they just don't get it. But they're a great person. They're funny. They're great. You're like best friends. What do you do, Cynthia? What would you do? I am out of there. So you're telling me, that's the premise of this show. Is sex enough to kill the relationship? I think in some situations it is. Um, I actually had a situation in my first marriage. The sex sucked. We were opened. We did try different things, but it just never got better. And there even came a point where he was doing things that just totally turned me off. Like what? All of a sudden. I know it's personal, but we're all friends here. No, honestly. (laughs) The night we got married, I was so exhausted. I didn't want sex. While he was in the bathtub, he started jacking off. And before that, I had no problem with it. It was a great turn on to me. But for some reason, that night, I just felt very uncomfortable. Do you think it was more about him? I think it was. And not about you two as a couple. I think it was. That I get. And what happens if sex, you know, I working with couples in the office all the time, you know, I hear, you know, where, um, you know, sex, it might be all about the one person and, you know, that, and that's not always about the man either. It's always, it could be always about the woman. It doesn't, everybody says this gender stereotype, you know, men are selfish, men are all this. I know a lot of guys that are very giving or they want to be, and they're more apt, you know, I want my wife, my girlfriend, whatever, to tell me what the hell she wants, you know. They want to hear it. But going back to the original premise, do you think then you're saying if the sex is, eh, and it doesn't change, it's enough to kill the relationship. I agree. I do. I think so. You have to evolve. Every relationship evolves. Sex should evolve in that relationship. If you can't evolve in all aspects, you start losing something. I agree. Um, Do you think, though, because... And I know sex is a big thing, and I look at what causes a lack of sex... Or not only a lack of sex, but say the level of passion and the satisfaction with that you feel connected, the eye to eye connection, you know, the heart to heart, the soulful connection you feel during sex, or I feel that you should feel during sex. And you know, if it's not there and you don't feel each other, and you try to work on that first. So, what do you think though are killers regarding sex? That would kill a relationship. Ooh. Are you talking performance or technique, talent? I think all of the above. All of the above? If Outside of if there's other issues. If it's just he can't perform or... If somebody can't perform... Personally, when it comes to myself, then I have to think to myself, is there something that I'm not doing right Ah. or something? Or does he not have a desire for me? 
Like because, going through the motions as, you know, I hear from a lot of men um, that the woman or maybe the guys are just going through the motion, whatever. So you feel like you're not turned that they're not turned on by you. They're just doing it because they feel like they have to. And that's a huge turn off for a lot of guys. And I think for a lot of women, too, if oh, just like, OK, get it over with. You know, oh, hurry up. Oh, yeah, that's hot. You know, yeah, right. baby, that makes right. me hard. But say, now I'm not talking sexual dysfunctions. I'm going to get away from that. Um, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to get into that, you know, about erectile problems, those aspects. And I know those can create, say everything functions fine. There's no female pain disorder, you know, vaginal pain disorder. There's no vaginismus. There's no, none of that. But say you are able to perform physically, <laughs> we'll say. And what happens if they just don't want to evolve or they don't care? Do you think that's being selfish sexually? Is it being selfish? I don't know. Is it really that they don't want to evolve? I'm always question. My thing is, I always question what is it we can do different? What can we do together to make it work? I don't. I don't think that um, anybody really doesn't want to evolve in their relationship unless there's an, a back issue or something like that that is causing them like a trauma, to not like be a rape, able, yes, sexual to abuse. not be able to move forward. I don't think anybody really chooses to not evolve and move further along in their relationships, whether it's just a, a friendly relationship, sexual relationship. Right, I agree. It's Go ahead. Um, I, no, again, I just don't feel like there's – you're not telling yourself, well, I don't want to evolve. And if you are – then I think you need to think long and hard about the relationship and what do you really want out of the relationship yourself. Ooh, that's a good point. I uh, I agree with that. And you're looking at if the person, say the person doesn't want to evolve or grow because of, it could be body image issues and maybe insecurities. It could be, oh, you know what? I just, I don't like doing it. I'm not that sexual. Um you know, I like sex, but I'm not that sexual. You know what? I don't like to caress. I don't like to, you know, touch. And this goes from the men and women. Again, it's not a gender thing. And what happens if they don't want to get out of that comfort zone and you tell that person what you want, how you want it, and you don't want it to be, like you said, just going through the most. They're doing it because they feel they have to, not because they want to and when i i always premise this i don't think there can be any sensuality when someone's doing this stuff just to go through the motion there's no sensuality to it you know what i mean right cool um why don't we take a little breather please uh call in with your comments questions join us on live chat i want to hear if a relationship was so bad because the sex just sucked it just, you were done with it. You kicked him or her to the curb, okay? We'll be back in a few minutes. It's uh, Greg Dzinski again uh, with Cynthia tonight and talking about can sex kill a relationship? I think the easy part of that or easy answer is, yeah, of course, but I want to get more in depth to that and uh, how much are you willing to deal with and how much are you not willing to deal with and try with okay we'll be back in a few minutes actually so join uh make sure give us a call 586-212-4196 you can join us on the live chat on spreaker as well make sure you check out facebook uh the art of relationships or myself greg dozinski and the art of relationships dot guru my main website and you can get to my blog and all that from there we'll be back in a few minutes thanks for checking in if you're looking for that unique cool fashion statement check out shoes by shay on facebook she has hand painted uh, hand designed canvas shoes for you your loved one it's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. 
Dzinski with uh, special guest Cynthia tonight. That song was called The Giant Mistake by the Parallel Tones. And we're back live. Thank you for joining us again. Talking about sex and can it kill a relationship? Meaning, you know, a relationship could be great, your best friends. However, the sex is whacked. Not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way, but in a bad way. You know, it's not satisfying. It's not. It's like, eh, it's okay. But you know what? You might have more satisfaction doing a menage de moi than maybe with a partner, right? You're more sensual by yourself than what happens. Thank what happens know. if getting onto it? Now, if you go on in a relationship, and what happens if, when you find out if you're just incompatible sexually and how many people are in this situation where they're say sensually or sexually incompatible and maybe they realize it after six months a year two years three years oh well we've been together three years cynthia and you know what we've been together this long we should still try the you know, work it out because we've been together and everything else is great, but sex is just, eh, mm-hmm. then, then what do you do, Cynthia? As she's laughing her ass off <laughs> over there. I'm not that funny. Go ahead. <laughs> what happens? Well, Hello? I guess there's other ways to take care of that. Ooh. If we're not sexually compatible, am I... I don't know that I would totally shut down. I would hope not. But there's other ways to take care of that. I can satisfy myself with Ooh, other is it the same, means. Though? Is it the same? Is it the same? No, it's not the same. You, you don't have that connection. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping I'm not going to have that connection with my toys like that. 
um, can you feel the heartbeat in your toys? Can you feel the soulfulness <laughs> in your toys? I can feel the vibration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, like you said, toys can be introduced. Cynthia mentioned that before. Can, you know, not that sexual toys have to be introduced. Not at all. But that's one avenue. It's It could be a very great avenue. And like Cynthia mentioned, too, I talked about porn uh, last week, I think it was, because I took a break. Um for the holiday but you know toys you can introduce all those things but with sexual incompatibility what happens if one person wants to try toys and the other one doesn't Ooh, and that could be on the premise too of maybe sexual incompatibility about styles what happens if one person only wants to do say missionary and her on top and it's great if both of them are okay with that, right? That's no problem. Yeah, if you're However, both okay with that. if one person wants to change it up a little bit and the other one keeps saying, oh, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable with that. No, I can't because of whatever reason. Or I don't want to. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or same thing with having sex with the lights on. That would be form of style, too. What's your take on that as a woman, Cynthia? And I know you're only one woman. I think if you can agree to move forward or try new things um you're definitely the relationship's gonna end you're i just don't see people staying together sex has a is a big part of a relationship like greg says i agree you know that that um Sex brings you closer in some aspects. Um, I'm but, sorry. But can you have fun with sex, too? Does it always have to be, you know, I'm always saying it can be soulful, even if you're freaking having fun joking around while you're having sex, and it can still be heartfelt and soulful. It doesn't always have to be the deep, you know, soulfulness, the loving. And like I mentioned you know, long time oh, no, ago I on definitely shows. agree yeah. with that. I've, I believe you can play around. You can do, no, you don't have to be totally connected every time. You could, I, right. Yeah. That's, I think I that's joke, impossible. The things too. we talk about during sex, people would think we're nuts. You know, I mean, stupid things we'll talk about during what, sex. What? Like the sometimes. bills? Like the kids? Like oh, what? yeah. Stupid things will come up during sex at times. You oh, know, because wow. I. I think that's a lot more when you just, when you're not scheduled or um, just out of the blue, all of a sudden, boom, you're going to have sex. There's, you're not looking for that intimacy. It's just about having sex. Oh, the physical pleasure. Yeah, the physical pleasure. Oh, great point, Cynthia. How many people can be okay, like you said, maybe you don't feel that heart-to-heart connected, but you just have the physical pleasure and what happens when people, I get this too, where they almost feel guilty for having just a physical pleasure. It was great, but they didn't feel the heart-to-heart connection. It's almost like people go out, have a great, maybe great sex on a one-night stand. Maybe alcohol is involved, maybe not. But they feel the sex is great, but that's it. Can you think? Can you be okay with that in a relationship? And what happens if one person, oh, my God, I didn't feel so connected, and they're looking at, holy shit, that was freaking incredible. I think all of these things have to be discussed between two people. Ooh. At some point, you've got to have that discussion, and you have to know where the other is coming from in the relationship, what their expectations are. They need to know what your expectations are. And if you can come to an agreement, whether the sex is shitty or not, then you're going to be able to probably keep that relationship together. But if you're talking and you can't agree on these things, your relationship eventually is going to fall apart. Somebody's going to stray. Yeah, Somebody's I agree, and I see it all guilty, the time. Yeah, you know, and always walking on eggshells, stuck. Ooh, because of the guilt that they feel. But if you talk, I think if you talk about these things, then you can move forward and you can have a good relationship. But you've got to be honest with each other in every aspect. Would you advise a couple that had maybe 
incompatibility with styles that we're talking about, sexual styles with each other, um, would you advise them? If you were in my shoe, if you were licensed, which I'm sure you will be later on, you know, licensed, sitting in here working with couples, whatever, and you, would you advise them to say, you know what, if the sex ain't there, guys, maybe call it quits? Ooh. God, that's a good one. And you know where I stand on those questions. I think. I think if it's gone on for a period of time, right. then they really need to take a look at themselves, the situation, and each other, awesome. and decide on that. I don't know that I'd ever tell anybody you need to call it quits. Great point. But maybe take a little time away from each other to think about what is it that you really want out of the relationship. And what would make you happy. Great point. Exactly. I advise even other counselors, therapists, whatever, that are my clients, I advise, man, you never, ever tell your clients, couple, whatever, that you should stay together or not. Domestic violence situations might be different, but we don't live our lives or, you know, we don't live our clients' lives, the couple's lives. We don't walk in your shoes. It's up to you to decide, but I help you do that. So I love how you said that, Cynthia, that, you know what, it isn't your job to do that. You look at, right. you know, if this is important to you, if sex is very important to you and it isn't to your partner, then maybe you need to find a partner that sex is just as important to them. However, that's your decision to make. That's not up to me to right. say. I think we give them the tools and they have to make the decision on whether or not they're going to use those tools to either better the relationship or make the decision to walk away from the relationship. Awesome. What other um, incompatibilities? What about the frequency? Or a lot of people don't, they don't throw it in the premise of frequency, sexual frequency, but they throw it into the premise of desire. I have more desire, or I'm more horny than she is, or I'm more horny than he is. And I've, you know, numerous cases. I got females, you know, married in relationships. They want sex every night or a couple times a day, seven days a week. I'm there with you. And Cynthia's like, holy shit. So, yeah, I won't mention your husband's name, but um, <laughs> he, he's like, oh, shit, I love it. Woohoo. But, oh, my God, I want a day just to reflect at least. But, no, <laughs> but, um, you know, and some guys, and, you know, a lot of women, they want sex every night of the week, every day, whatever, maybe even multiple times in the morning and at night. And the guy's like, oh, I'm happy with it two times a week. So, you know, going with sexual incompatibility with the frequency aspect. And I'm, I'm throughout health issues. I, you know, I get, I'm not talking about people right. with health issues. Not at all. You're both healthy. You're both able to have sex as often as you want. We'll say that. And what happens with the, the frequency, and it comes down to the amount of desire or horniness or how often you're having sex, and how would you, would that kill a relationship big time? That's Ooh, I'm asking question. you. Isn't that a good? And if there is such a discrepancy, or maybe not even a severe discrepancy between sexual frequency, but say mild to mild, maybe even moderate. I'll go mild is not that big a deal, but moderate discrepancy. Do you think that would kill the relationship? Everything else is good. I'm going to make you work for this, Cynthia. Now, what would it help if? You know, everything's great. You guys are like best friends, whatever. But she wants sex eh, five times a week. He wants it once every other week. What do you do? Would that be enough? Come on, ladies. Call I'm in getting out it there. five times a week. What was that? I said, I'm getting it five times a week. Then what happens if, say, your hubby wanted it only once every other week? Again, I think that's something I, that you need to talk with each other about. Eh, I'm happy once every other week. Well, role play here. So then I we'll have to play. make the decision on whether or not that's a good relationship for me. Am I going to be happy not getting it as often as I want it? Or am I going to feel like I'm pushing you? To give it to me or more yeah. often. 
Um, if it were the other way around and he wanted it more than I wanted it. Right. I think I I might get to the point where I felt like I was being used after a while because why don't you understand that I only want it two or three times a week when you want it two or three times a day. You have to come to an understanding with each other. Absolutely. And if you can't do that, again, relationships don't move forward. If you are not talking, if you're if you don't trust one another, everything again, like I said earlier, is evolving. Mm-hmm. And if you can't evolve in every aspect of the relationship or um, have an understanding for where your partner's at or why they feel the way they feel, I mean, I may just be tired, right? And I don't want to have it every, um, you know, every couple of hours, you know, or four or five times a week, maybe, and I only want to have it once or twice a week. But then when I think about that, I think about schedules. If I only want to have it once or twice a week, am I kind of putting myself on a schedule? That's a good point, and that's one of it, too. I like to be spontaneous, I, I'm not a scheduled person. And we, you brought that up before we went on on air. And talking, it sort of goes in the place with the frequency and all this stuff. But how many couples out there um, have issues with, say, you know, well, the old stereotype, Saturday night is sex night. We both know Saturday night we have sex, but, oh, we can't have sex. You know, oh, it's Monday or it's Wednesday or Sunday. Oh, no, because we have sex on Saturday. We, we, got, we can't, you know, what happens with that? And you brought that up, too, with, you know, scheduling sex. And I, on prior shows, I talked about scheduling sex, you know, might have to happen. People work in different shifts and all that. And you can look forward to it and build up foreplay throughout the day or whatever to look forward to that. I get that. But... You brought up a good point. You know, if you do schedule it and Saturday is sex night and then all of a sudden someone, one one of you say, oh, we're not having sex today because it's not Saturday. What happens then? Now I do have to agree. Even in my relationship, I guess to a certain point, I can't definitely say that it's not scheduled. I mean, I don't have a calendar where it's written down, okay, Saturday night at 6 o'clock, we're going to have sex. But there are people that do. And it works for them. But you still have to have some spontaneity. You can't just say, well, because it's not Saturday night, 6 o'clock, we can't have sex. I mean, I'm thinking that usually you're going to wanting to, you know, like you know you have kids you know especially when your kids start getting older it becomes a little bit more you know you become a little more self-conscious about these things you got to place your hands over your mouth you got to place your hands over the mouth the pillows behind the headboard so they don't hear yes and pray to god you're not a screamer (laughs) oh that's i said that's why the freaking gag in the mouth or hand over the mouth or loud music going on or whatever oh we're just watching a movie yeah what kind of movie is that mom or dad (laughs) but um going back to you know the frequency and all this stuff that tends to be a huge killer in relationship one it's probably one of the most frequent topics around the sexual realm with relationships it's always about one person desires somebody else more than the other and you start feeling, you brought this up at the beginning of the show when you said, you know, you feel like the other person, they don't love you, they don't turn you on, or, you know, they don't desire you at all. And you look at, that would suck to feel that way, right? Yes. So if frequency is a discrepancy, would that be enough to kill the relationship if everything else is good? After all, we have, you know, we have great kids, we have a nice home, you know what, our families like each other, but the sex is just, eh. Are you supposed to, and Cynthia, you've heard me say this numerous times, listeners heard me say this numerous times, clients, students, you name it. I'm not a big fan of selling yourself out. Now, what's the difference between being selfish and selling 
each other out when it comes to sex. Ooh. Well, you're being selfish. You're just holding back, and you're doing everything for yourself. You're not thinking about your partner. And that's all about you. Needs. It's all exactly. It's all about. No matter if you, you withhold too. Do you think withholding sex and not wanting to evolve, like you mentioned throughout the show, which is awesome. I'm all about that. Do you think failure or not wanting to evolve and grow sexually? Do you think that's selfish? Or do you think the other person that wants sex more often, they're going to say that, right? Oh, you're just being selfish. You're just thinking of you. Ooh. I do think it's selfish. If you're not willing to try and you're not willing to evolve, then it it is selfish. Um, Now, do I blame the other person? I guess if they're pushing too much and not allowing you to ease into that, maybe. Yeah, patience and everything else. Yes, you have to be patient, but you also have to be willing to give a little more of yourself if that's what the relationship requires. That's a good point. I'm all about talking, evolving, but we're looking at, you know, and what happens if you are talking and your partner keeps lip, let's face it, lip service, and they're not evolving. Oh, I'm going to, I'll try, I'll try, whatever. Or they always throw it back on you that it's, you're doing something wrong, it's your fault, if only you did this, then I would do that. The tit-for-tat crap that I see in my office on a daily basis and, you know, with sexual realm going on, you know, holding yourself out or you hear, I'm just not that sexual. Huh. You were at the beginning of the relationship, so what the hell happened, right? Ooh. Then you look at, and I, I tell that's people, then that's different. fraud. You've heard me say it's right. fraud, right? You are selling a certain product. And then you're actually giving me providing, shit. You're giving them shit. You're providing this. And that's for women or men. What also happens, do you think, talking about scheduling and frequency of sex, how many people think that sex is just supposed to happen? You touched on, Cynthia, Cynthia about the spontaneity, and I'm all about that too. But how many people think that sex is supposed to just happen? Or can you... Do you work and talk that sex is supposed to happen? You know, you mentioned, you know, the kids get involved and everything else. Do you think, you know, what happens if you're thinking, all oh, the partner, if he wants it, he should initiate, therefore I don't have to, or, and he's thinking, oh, she should initiate because I don't want to get rejected or maybe she ain't in the mood. Oh, she says she's not feeling well, headache, all this stuff. And so I don't want to initiate because I'm thinking she's not feeling good or whatever, therefore I don't want to do anything. And you're assuming, oh, it would just magically, sex just magically happens. Ooh. Can you, do you have to work to make it happen? Or should it always just happen? Do I have to work to make it happen? To make sex happen? No, I don't have to work that hard at it. Damn, I'm jealous. What? No. I'll be honest. I have a great relationship with my husband. I know. I know. However, we, I'm jealous, but that's awesome. No, <laughs> I'm comfortable with myself, and I believe he is comfortable enough with himself to know that if I'm not feeling good or he's not feeling good, not to say that you can't initiate it still, but have the respect to say have no. the respect if he says i'm really honestly not feeling well or i'm tired to have enough respect for him to back off but you have to know yourself well enough that you're not going to feel rejected if that happens oh i think that's awesome Cynthia. and i agree it gets to the point where you're not you know so many people you mentioned guilt uh, a while ago you know, some people feel guilty by saying no. Oh, I don't want them to feel this. You got a right to say no, and you know, have enough respect for yourself, and your partner should have enough respect. So that's a that's an awesome point. Again, you brought up Cynthia, and you know, what do you do if you both are thinking that sex all oh, should just happen? A lot of couples, as they go on, and that's awesome. You, you're in a unique situation, and I'm all about, um, you know, sex just happening because the spark the chemistry is there is awesome but a lot of couples might have to 
at least initiate or try to do something like you change it up, you know, so it's not boring or change it up. Or what can you do to make sex more desirable or wanting it instead of just thinking, oh, it should just happen because we're busy. We're tired, right? We're tired because of work. We're stressed because of we have a sick parent. Our kids are giving us shit. You know, we have all these stresses going on and it's easy to let the sex go by. And that's what I mean about, you know, and you're thinking sex is just supposed to happen. But if you're not cognizant enough to talk and say, hey, you know what, I would love our sex life to improve or involve, um, what can we do about it? And if your partner says, yeah, you know what, you always think about sex, it's all da da da, then you're in trouble. And that's usually when a relationship is going to hit the shitter and something else is going to happen. Either you're going to be in a miserable relationship just going through the motions or one of you is probably going to have an affair. And I say this numerous times. I don't condone it. I don't excuse it. I look at what causes it and trying to remedy that situation. So what can you do then? Think about this as you're listening to maybe not just take sex for granted, that it's just supposed to be automatically happen. Like Cynthia, she's the extreme. No, I, I don't know that it just automatically is. You just said it did. I, I don't know that I meant it that way, but I think the, you have to initiate it. If you want sex to happen, you have to initiate it. And again, you have to be okay with yourself that if your partner says no, not right now, or I'm tired, that you're not going to feel that rejection. And not everybody's going to want to have sex at the same time. No. It happens. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. You can't push somebody. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. And you brought up a good, uh, we're getting towards the end of the show, which is cool. Um, Well, not cool, but, oh, just a reminder, too. I will not be on the air Wednesday. Of course, it's New Year's Eve. So I'm going to take a little breather. Um, I already have, but with the holidays and stuff, it's sort of hard. Uh, So I'm going to take a breather, and I'll be back on a regular schedule starting next Sunday, a week from tonight, and I'll be on every Sunday and Wednesday evening from then on. Uh, So there's no, you know, the major holidays going on. So um, can there be, and we talked about this during the break too, do you think there can be too much sex? And can too much sex ruin a relationship and i got women you know women and guys out there like i said it's not a gender bias situation both men and women say there never can be too much now sex. are we talking too much sex on both parts both are equally into the sex yes this is where i do you think it i think how? that there are times i do you think, think that it becomes i it don't mean interfere. to cut you off interfere with what with daily life and I'm not talking about. Are we talking sexual, sexual addicts? I'm not talking about addiction. Okay. Because there are a lot of people that crave sex, uh, continuously. Yeah, we'll say. But are not the addicted. Addiction. There's right, a totally right. different aspect to addiction. Yeah, we both know that. But I think that sometimes um, some some couples just get into this whole thing of needing sex all the time, and is it interfering with what you're doing at work? or things that need to be done at home because it's a again it's not an addiction it's just it's a constant thing that yeah, you something got that's cleaning on your to mind do constantly. dishes to do you unless you just do, use paper yet, plates you know, you're and trying plastic to get the dishes done and oh here comes my husband walking in and guess what you know it's not getting done i do think that sometimes sex can ruin a relationship Ooh, in what way yeah, if you forget to pay your bills because you're having sex, the light gets turned on, the heat bill gets turned, or maybe you get fired from a job because now, again, is that going to borderline on an addiction now too? An impulsivity. Ooh. Or do you think, how many people think, if they have sex every night, say, say that, mm-hmm. they have sex, do you think having sex every single night is too much sex and can that kill a relationship? Say the kids are bad. I don't bad. know about that. Ooh. If you're doing it at night, 
things are done. Or in the I morning think it before is a little work. Bit different. Personally, I, I think before it's a little bit Before the kids wake up. Before work. Do you think before it's... work? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you think that is uh do you think having too much sex makes it boring? Ooh. At some point I do. Why? If you aren't evolving in that sexual relationship or in your relationship, I also think that a lot of times we get um kind of sort of stuck in this Oh, what do you sure. mean stuck? We routine? get comfortable. It becomes routine. We get comfortable, just like with um, so the pizzazz, like the pizzazz. It's almost like putting on a pair and of pants. And you could be having crazy, wild sex all the time, but eventually it's going to get boring. And I think sometimes we need to go back, okay, to where it first started. Meaning, meaning. Um, we weren't having, you know, the first time, go back to the first time you did have sex and move forward from there. If we go back, we can always evolve. But if we're continually but having if you the go same back to, sex. Okay, let me, let me throw this at you. If you're always evolving, then why would you want to go back to when you first started having sex? Because, again, like I said, at some point you're just going to get comfortable with the type of sex you're having. I agree. I, I tell people this and all the time. it's going to get boring. I, I tell people this often. It's funny how... When you first start dating, it's new and all this stuff, right? And you can have just missionary position. Well, maybe you, not you, Cynthia. But just go no, with I this. <laughs> just go with me on this one. So you can have just, say, missionary position sex freaking 10 times in a row. And you just started dating, you know? And it's never boring. So why does it get boring after you're in a relationship for a while? I get it. You like to change things up, but you know what my thing is about sex being boring? It's about the connection. That tells me if sex is can be physically fantastic, but like you said, you can have sex every single night, but if the connection's not there most of the time, that tells me that's why the sex is getting boring. It might not be the physical act. It's that you're not into each other. The soulfulness, something is missing. And that's what, at the beginning of the show, we talked about, can you just have you know great sex on one night stand? But most of us are looking for more than that, right? right. And right. what we're looking for is emotional connection. So my premise is, I think, you know, the sexual satisfaction if you will the premise of it is on the emotional connection the communication and if say the frequency or sexual incompatibility aspects is that enough to kill a relationship or sex as a whole enough to kill a relationship absolutely but the first thing to go on is the emotional connection correct i think you're right about that but if you have the emotional connection and uh sex is still not there do you think that's going to kill the emotional connection sort of a a reverse Ooh, if the sex is that's a good question if the sex is not that good and this was at the premise at the beginning of the show if the sex isn't that great but everything else is dynamic or do you think it's impossible to have everything else dynamic if the sex is just say mediocre no i think it's possible to have Everything else dynamic and mediocre sex. Do you think that relationship could be last and be happy? And a lot of people do that. I, they do it. But my question is, are they truly happy or are they just faking it and just bullshitting themselves that they are happy? Ooh. Oh, my God. You're never speechless, Cynthia. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one. It was that good of a question that... What? And I, I think that if the sex tends to be mediocre, boring, not connected, but everything else is great, I think people ultimately will not be happy because they feel like they're selling themselves out. They feel like, you know, they're still craving something else. And I think a lot of couples, I'm not saying it's wrong or whatever, but they sort of mask it and they bullshit themselves 
that everything else is great, so that's no big deal. And I know, not every area of a relationship can be perfect all the time. No way. That isn't where I'm going. But there's got to be a happy, you know, a happy medium. But if one area, primarily sex, is sort of mediocre, again, we're not talking medical conditions right. or anything like that. Um, but if sex is mediocre, I think, and that I'm talking mediocre about performance. I'm talking about frequency. Um, you know, if that's mediocre, I think that ultimately is going to catapult the emotional disconnect. And I think ultimately it's going to make even a great relationship outside of sex have issues or it's just going to be swept underneath the rug. But my question is, are we making sex the issue? Ooh, meaning? Meaning not all relationships are based around sex. And some relationships, I think some relationships do last. And they have very strong relationships because they are both on the same page. You've got to be on the same page. So if you both are on the same page and you both say sex is mediocre, but everything else is great, you both have to be okay with the mediocre sex or the frequency of sex. Right. And if you're not, the shit's going to hit the fan. Then you're going to have problems. If you're not both okay with that, somebody's going to stray. Somebody's going to get bored. Things aren't going to work out, and the relationship eventually is going to fall apart. But if you're on the same page and you're both in agreement, I think you're going to be okay. Ooh. Giving a lot of listeners things to think about and everything. And also, not only as a couple, but individually. And you look at, are you being selfish by wanting a better sex life, increasing your sex life? Or if the sex, if you're just completely incompatible or become incompatible, I think a lot of people, it's going to kill the relationship. Or two things are going to happen. It's going to kill the relationship, or you both are going to be unhappy and you're just gonna and you're gonna go through the motion and you know what you're gonna be numb and like i tell you not to think about your kids having sex or anything but like i talked about on a show a few shows ago would you want the same type of relationship would you want your kids to have the same type of relationship that you do not that you want to think of your kids having sex. Just like just like our kids, you know, kids don't want to think about us having sex. They get all creeped out and grossed out and all that stuff, you know what? So you think about what you want for a relationship, and if you don't have it, I'm, you know, there's a point of being comfortable and happy and settling, but I'm not talking being settling on selling yourself out and, you know what, you try when something's important to you in a relationship and you're not getting it, that you settle, sell yourself out, because I think it's going to drive you nuts and make you miserable. Any closing remarks before we close off? No? Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Greg Dzinski. Uh I want to thank Cynthia for joining me, special guest. Thanks uh, for having me. Awesome. Thanks for being here. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, the Art of Relationships, or Greg Dzinski. Also, my main website, you can get a link to my blog and everything on there, too. Uh, the Art of Relationships.guru, G-U-R-U. Thank you again for listening to the show. I Again, I won't be on Wednesday night. I'll be back with New Year's Eve uh, happening. I'll be back uh, a week from tonight, and we'll be resuming the regular schedule every Sunday and Wednesday evening, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Thanks again for listening. And much love to everybody out there. Be safe. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted, no use, in part or full is to be used without written, express consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you.